Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Matildas are through to the round of 16 of the FIFA Women's World Cup after the defeat over Jamaica this morning. And it is Norway who we will face on Sunday morning at 5am Eastern as we bid to continue through the tournament in France. David Wiener with you to review all the action from that and Italy and Brazil and look ahead to that game as we dissect all the ups and downs of another roller coaster morning as a Matildas fan. Heather Garriock and Amy Chapman are with me. Heather, your assessment of the game this morning. Just so delighted that we've uh, come through and, and come through second in the group. Uh, obviously, there was some heart-stopping moments there uh, where we were third and then back up to second, and um, I'm just so pleased. I'm, I'm most pleased uh, that Sam Kerr has reacted by putting four goals away. That's the, that's the most thing that's, that's pleasing. In terms of our football, um, yes, we, we had a lot of go forward in the first half and our crosses were exceptional and obviously that was our game plan to get the ball in the in the box and, and their marking, Jamaica's marking wasn't any good. But it was just exceptional to see Sam Kerr respond to the suck on that comment. That's the only way to respond is on the park and not with your mouth. Yeah, uh, I'm with you, H. What a performance from the girls and how exciting for all of us to get through this group stage. I can tell you what, there's only one thing that's more nervous than watching the Matildas and the, the other playoff decider and you know, side by side, and that's watching it next to Heather. <laughs> she shows some serious emotion and, you know, we all do, but it's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm grateful for the experience of being here, but God, she keeps us on our toes and, um, you know, pure relief from the girls and from us and, and well done. And I'm grateful for the uh, extra commentary because we, I don't sit in the studio with you guys and I get to hear Heather just a couple of seconds ahead of each play so I know when to focus and when not to as we see the build up into the big moments. Um, you mentioned Sam Kerr stands up. I mean, let's... In the hustle and bustle of the moment, you can sometimes lose stock of how big a moment this is. This is four girl goals in a World Cup game. First Australian to score a hat-trick, let alone four. Only the third player to score four in a Women's World Cup. This is a phenomenal moment for her and a milestone for Australian sport. Yeah, it is. And she said in a press conference that it was more about the t- team. Uh, I think she'll reflect on, on this moment uh, in the future. Not now, obviously, because uh, job done and need to get on to the next game. But it was a phenomenal performance. It actually reminded me of the freedom and the free spirit that Sam has uh, when she plays in the W League. And look, Jamaica isn't the best team in the world. They're ranked 50-something. But in saying that, she um, she took care of the moment. And the moment was that we needed to get these goals to be able to go through to the next round and we got through second and I know the girls after the game were really disappointed because they wanted to top the group but in saying that it wasn't the best performance but Sam Kerr stood up and she's a massive player going into the Norway game. Yeah you could see she was definitely a woman on a mission out there today she was getting in good spots and she delivered she absolutely delivered on the goal front which we do expect from her and has she's had a lot of pressure on her um, to deliver on those points but like you said she almost looked like she wasn't satisfied with that at the end of the game you know she wants she wants the most for these Matildas and um, you know they, they did want to top the group and she's still not satisfied with four goals so what kind of a superstar have we got there? 
And the best thing you can do, as you say, is talk on the pitch. And now the World Cup distraction that we had after the last game, that's put to bed now. And now we can talk about her actually almost achieving this world-class feat that people wanted of her before the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. You're only as good as your last game, and I think she delivered that. And that's a that's a true professional, and that's what we want to see from Sam Kerr. That's what we want to see from our Matildas, and that's winning games. And sometimes you're not going to pl- play the prettiest. I think the second half of the of the game, uh, we struggled, and that's where Jamaica scored their goal. And we are we have got a problem with our defence. We're, we're leaking goals, and we've had that many goals scored against us. It, it, that's not good enough at international level. But when you got the likes of our attacking. Uh, Proess in Sam Kerr, Caitlin Ford, Lisa Devana, Emily Gilnick, Hayley Rasso, unbelievable impact when she come on, then that kind of satisfies me. Yeah, we, we've definitely got some holes in our defence and Jamaica, um, they only scored one goal or tournament and that was against us. So we can't shy away from the fact that some things need to change there. But we do need to point out that some positives we had and some questions that we've answered today is how do we get Sam Kerr the delivery that she needs? And M Gilnick absolutely turned it on today. I've been preaching M Gilnick from the start. But she's got a right foot and a left foot and she can whip in some very dangerous balls and you can see what Sam Kerr can do you know, if given the right service. But again, it was against Jamaica, but we have more strings to our bow and we saw that today. We saw Katrina Gorry getting into a few spaces, you know, much higher up the field who literally quick turn, quick, you know, fast um, ball forward from M Van Egmond, which is what we want to see, then a nice ball into the box and it finishes with a goal. So we want to see more of that. Yeah, and we, we talk about the positives out of the game and absolutely Ante's going to take the positives out of the game, but his press conference mm. after the game and several other players' press conference after the game, the girls were seriously disappointed and I love that. I love that they were disappointed that they haven't topped the group even, even though they had intent to go out there and score as many goals as possible. He was really harsh on the girls and he, he mentioned that our defence just was not good enough. So I know he's going to go back. There's only a, a couple of day turnaround. How he's going to tweak that? Maybe does Claire Polkinghorne come back into the fray? Do we do, do we um, push Catley back out onto the left hand side? Even though young Ross back and wow, wasn't she outstanding? I am just so proud of Rosty uh, in today's game for her to play a second gap and um, uh, cap and at a major tournament have to play against uh, those play Gray who was just lightning quick. She's done a fantastic job. So much to unpack there. I think what we'll start straight away, start with is Milicic's comments because he was very straight off the game. He he was critical. It was almost like he was a pundit. Actually, he almost echoed exactly what you guys said. What did you make of that? And then how do we how do we rectify these defensive issues that keep popping up? Yeah, I mean, I don't think Ante's known for giving a lot away in his press conferences or in any interview we've seen so far. He keeps a pretty straight face. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. I think he's. He's got to accept they got the result. They did get the job done. Yes, they wanted to perhaps um, finish first, but in the end, that was out of their hands. So um, what, what we do know is that he's aware of our weaknesses. Our weakness is our back four here, and I don't know if we truly know who is our best, best back four in personnel. What they have seen in between the first game and the second game is we tweaked it. We weren't playing such a high line, which we preached and preached about, but we... We were exposed in those games and we can't shy away from that. So we've tweaked some things and we've seen Ellie Carpenter get into the game. Steph Catley, you know, she, she's an asset out wide left, so do we lose that um, if we bring her into the mid? Which, for me, I'd have her back outside. I'd have Polks back in there and playing not such a high line because we did get exposed against the Italians and, the Nor- and Norway will definitely expose us. Yeah, what I think we lack today, and, and just remember, when we talk about our defensive um, setup, we're not talking about the back four. So most people will think that we're talking about the back four. You defend, de- defend from the front. So we're talking about Sam Kerr, who scored that great fourth goal. Fourth goal. 
who defended from the front. So that's what we want to see. It's aggressive defence. And Caitlin was there as well. And Caitlin was there to put pressure on, absolutely. But it's our midfield. I think you bring uh, Tamika Butt into the midfield. She's ultimately going to be able to put pressure on the ball very quickly, which is then going to stop the Norwegian team to be able to play, play over the top or be able to play in between us. And then that'll help our back four, our centre-backs out. Talking about game plan, so we were missing Tamika today and, and Ellis Keller not again unavailable. Um, Katrina Gori came in. What did you make of her contribution and how does that equation work out as you start to look at selection going forward to fix problems offensively and defensively? For me, we saw glimpses of her brilliance. She set us up for that second goal and we needed that second goal. Uh, she got herself in some great positions. She, um, you know, it's funny, this Jamaican team, these, these girls have got some size on them So, and Minnie is is tiny, hence, hence the name. Um, so, you know, but still she's quite dangerous. She can do these slide tackles when we needed to. She gets to the ground quite quickly, which is quite effective. Um, so I was, you know, I was pretty impressed for someone who hasn't played in six to eight months. Um, I think she did a pretty good job out there for us today. Again, I don't know what is our perfect combination in that midfield. You know, I would like to see KK come, at least Kellen Knight come into that, you know, holding midfielder role. But then does that sacrifice M Van Egmond? Do you push her forward? Um they all bring something different, but defence, I think we need to think about defensively as well because that is our weakness. And I think Chloe and Tamika, but uh, Yallop, sorry, are our runners. So you need them out there. And um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely play Elise Keller Knight as a six, especially her having um, the game off today. Um, we definitely need somebody that's going to protect our back two, our two centre backs. And um, then you need runners in Chloe Legazo and, and Tamika Yallop. And if we have those, then we can ultimately – we're able to combine with Sam and then Caitlin Ford can come into it. And then there's a question mark who plays wide right. Yep, Emily Gilnick was great. But, wow, Rasso had so much mm. to give. Her determination, her dedication to, to run that ball down, to jink left and drop a shoulder right uh, for that fourth goal, she made that goal. So and it, sorry, this is this is where we talk about um, Australia may not have a huge amount of depth in the squad, but we do have depth in attack, and that is that's a real asset when you're moving forward. But so what what do we need to do? We need to get our solid, you know, back four, back six there, and, and playing really tightly. And then we know if they can if they can shut the other teams out, we can win these games because we are not short of superstars up front. Well, speaking of which, so Gilnick got the nod in the last two games. You provide that physical presence, superb delivery. But I want to ask on about the game plan. We just talked about it on SCAR goals. To what extent was that targeting a very clear Jamaican weakness? I mean, they were very vulnerable and we filled our boots from that. But then to what extent do we have the ability, if Norway in a really competitive midfield game, are you confident of that midfield standing up in Nice? You've got to think about what M. Gilnick brings to the game here. Yet she can whip in some beautiful balls, but defensive-minded, um, I think that's where she lacks. And so if you're t- going to try and defend from the front, which we need to against these stronger teams, I'm not sure if she would start for me. She's an impact player that can absolutely change games for you, as can Hayley Rasso. But you need someone who really knows how to defend with structure alongside Sam Kerr so we're not doing pointless running, we've got good pressure on the ball, and we're not getting caught out. Yeah, um, I think in terms of uh, our, our line-up and, and up front, I think uh, Hayley Rasso is the, the player to start, the energy that she gains. And then what will happen is, is Norway will know that we've got a Caitlin Ford, a Hayley Rasso and a Sam Kerr up front. 
they're going to drop and then that, that'll give us a lot of space to play in between and then that's where our midfielders and our and our holding midfielder, that's where they're really, really important, not to mention our overlapping fullbacks. Ross Backham won't get forward as much because she's, she's obviously new to the national team and she did it a little bit in the second half. But Ellie Carpenter, we didn't see her much today because she was so worried about the ball being played in behind. So I know for a fact he has touched on that. And, and that's been that's been a tactic that we need to drop a lot more because we, we have been saying that a lot and he, he switched on as a smart. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coach, um, but the ball's in the box, the cross is in the box. Definitely tactical. Speaking of um, midfield, you and uh, Alicia Ferguson had a very interesting sort of head-to-head on SK goals about Emily Van Egmont. And as the squeeze happens on those numbers in midfield, there are going to be players that miss out. Um, what is it that Emily's doing well at the moment and what is it that she can improve on and bring to the side in the middle of the park? Emily's such a great technician. In fact, probably one of the best in the game. Um, she's got a technical ability that she can knock a long ball and hit killer passes. But I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing safe Emily Van Egmont. And as a six, I understand that she needs to be safe and I understand that you need to play this role where you link link between the back two and, and the fullbacks. But she doesn't play the ball forward. She doesn't break lines. She doesn't play killer passes. She doesn't play a diagonal balls. And that's one thing KK will do. She'll draw defences and be able to play forward. And then she has got, uh, Elise Keller Knight has got more of a defensive mind. So can we have uh, Emily's flair more up the park? But then does that... Do you do you bench Chloe Legazzo or Tamika Yellup? So they're the, they're the question marks. I'm glad I'm not the coach making the decisions. Yeah, yeah it's it's a tricky one. But M Van Egmont for me, she she's she's incredibly incredibly good IQ footballer here. She knows what she's doing and she knows the spaces she's getting into. What I want to see a bit more is having a look at it over the shoulder because we know she can play the ball forward. She's capable of these killer passes, but I don't think she's aware of the space and when she can turn, when she can take her first touch forward or she's not confident enough to do that. And if we keep M Van Egmont facing backwards, it's really hard for us to get out or it's very predictable when we do get out. So, you know, if... She's capable of doing it. If we can just get her having a look over her shoulder a bit more and facing forward, you know, I think she can absolutely do the job. But KK perhaps does that a little more naturally. And on that note, have you been convinced by what we've done in the middle of the park and that that will be – and how do we match up head-to-head with Norway based on what you've seen over the last three games? I haven't been convinced with our style of play. I don't think we've been fluent. I don't think we've been a team that has – controlled the tempo of a game. I don't think we've, we've been a team that um, is u- utilising our strengths. And our strengths are keeping possession, but purposeful possession, uh, not in the back to middle third. Because, yeah, our stats were 70% and 30% for Jamaica. But is that purposeful? Are we breaking teams down? Because in the second half, in terms of us uh, threatening their goal, hardly ever. Mm. And if we don't have Sam Kerr's head up front, because she's got an amazing head on her, her vertical jump is phenomenal, then we're not creating too many opportunities and shots on goal. Did see someone say that Sam had, Sam Kerr's forehead should go to the Australian Sports Museum, and if she keeps banging them in like she did today, rightly so. But how do you get that balance? So, is it a balance between what we saw today with those balls into the box and dictating terms in the middle, in the middle of the park? Is that where we want to be in optimum game plan? 
kind of territory? Yeah, well, it's got to come from Ante as well. I think we did see him having a chat to M Gilnick uh, in the training before she went and played. And perhaps the message was, M, I'm going to play you. And what I want to see from you is, you know, keep it really simple. I want to see you run at these players. And I want to see you whip in nice balls to Sam Kerr. So we need to simplify it and tell, you know, get our girls playing to their strengths. Because, you know, if we all focused on our weaknesses, we're, we're never going to get anywhere. So we need to actually go, okay, let's accept our weaknesses here. Make sure we're not going to lose the game before we have a chance to win it. Um, and then and then we, it's a personnel thing. I thought... We, we need every player to be on song against this Norway team because it's going to be a battle every one-on-one all over the field. So we had some people who were a bit quiet today. Caitlin Ford came on and I didn't really see her get into the game. And on the, on the flip side, we saw Hayley Rasso come on and you know seriously make an impact. How do we get the best out of Caitlin Ford? Because most of you, when we got you in for the pre-World Cup predictions, tipped that she would be the breakthrough star of the tournament. She's not quite there yet. Yeah, she's a funny player, Caitlin. I don't think she's a player that comes off the bench and really makes an impact. She's a player that uh, is a confidence player that plays into the game, that's got this amazing ability with 1v1 and to link up play and to be able to... We saw her score that first goal uh, for Australia with that tenacity. Um, I think Caitlin needs to needs to start for the Matildas. I think Lisa Devana um, didn't make a huge impact today. I, I, I thought she was really, really nervous at the start of the game. Um, normally she shackles off and, and, and she normally puts on a great show and a 1v1's great, but I think she was just out-muscled uh, physically. And what about a word for your, your player, Carly, at that left-back who did so well, started nervous and then just went on with it and said, I'm ready to play at this level? Oh, I think she's going to start again uh, the next game against Norway. She's got amazing ability to be able to go up and down the that fullback. Uh, she's so quick, and we saw one of the quickest players in this competition in Shaw or Gray, um, who was on the right hand side, that she could match it with her physically. Uh, it's just I'd love to see Rosty have a little bit more confidence or build confidence from that second half that she played and be able to bomb forward a little bit more. Now, just remember, she's right-footed and she's playing on the left-hand side, so it's, she cut in quite a bit. So if she does cut in, that's where the winger needs needs to get out and maybe a reverse ball in behind. Um, we'll see on. Yeah, H, huge credit for her. She literally two weeks ago was just chilling and watching the World Cup <laughs> like the rest of us. Do you know where she was two weeks ago? I coached the Canberra United Academy and I asked her to come down to have a chat to the girls um, when she didn't get announced in the World Cup squad and she sat there the whole game on my bench and just spoke to the girls and was just happy to be there and said, you know what, I'm so flattered that, that I was in contention um, but I'll continue to work hard for Tokyo Olympics. So I'm just so proud of She's, her. It says something about you upstairs that you can not only overcome the disappointment, get get on the plane and then get thrown in the deep end with speed coming at you 100 miles an hour and stand up and be counted. This kid is so mature. Honestly, she comes from a fantastic family. Um, both her mum and dad are so grounded. Um, she's been part of the W League since she scored that wonderful goal against Melbourne City, uh, 15 years old. So she's she's been part of especially my W League squad for the last couple of years. So she's under pressure a lot of the times in W League and she stood up to that pressure and she's the young Matilda's captain as well. So she's a real rounded kid and she's just a, a great ambassador for this country. There's something wonderful watching this youthful confidence who goes out against some of the best players in the world at a World Cup and they're just, you know, so nonchalant about it and they just get it done. You know, we saw that with Caitlin Ford back when she played phenomenally well in her first World Cup and the same with um, Ellie Carpenter. Ellie Carpenter. Yeah, and, and, and Elise Kellen Knight who made the World Eleven at, you know, at left back in a time where Australia wasn't that strong. So super impressive from her. In my team, she, she won't start the next game. I think that's too big, too big of an ask for her. But again, that's totally up to personnel. Do we have Polking Horn available? If we do, 
I think she, she slots straight back in and we get Steph back out on that. Um, I think that's a really big ask against Norway to have her starting. Either way, you, that's what you want from a squad at a World Cup. When you've got a few decisions to make and holes to fill, you can throw your second I don't second string or depth, whatever you want to call it, in and they step up. Brilliant stuff. So to wrap up, it is second place. We were hoping for first. We are hoping for a goal glut and then for a favour from Brazil. But at one point, we were sweating on uh, Brazil's one goal actually being a huge disadvantage because on goal difference, they were going through. And uh, third spot, potentially France or Germany, which would have been, you know, you don't want to face them in the round of 16. Simple as that. When you're a seed, you just don't want to. So what do we assess now from where we finished in the group? And then predictions towards the Norway game. Yeah, I think... Um the big thing for me is recovery. The girls have to go to bed tonight, which they're going to be absolutely buzzing. They've got to get up in the morning. They've got to travel to Nice, which is going to be a travel day uh, tomorrow. And then they've only got one day in between um, to prepare on the on the paddock. And then it's a minus one day um, where it's just set plays and, and just a feel-good session. So recovery, recovery, recovery. And against Norway... Um, it's going to be a battle of the midfield, I think. I, I think uh, it, it, Norway is so strong. I think we've got a great attack. Nor, the Norwegians have got a great defence and, and also a great goalkeeper. So I think it'll be a battle of the midfield. Yeah, and, and you touched on it. It is a quick turnaround here, and that would have been the benefit of also coming top Absolutely. of our pool is we would have got a few more days, in fact, three more days, I think, to recover, to regroup, and perhaps allow some people carrying some niggles. We saw KK questioning her quad in there, so is she even available? We don't know. So, But it's a new game, it's a new day, um, and we will have to be playing in our very, very best to beat this Norway team. We touched on them yesterday in the podcast, and we said... This, this team for me, they're around, you know, top 10 for me coming in and now seeing them play. I say they're top five. This Norway team have been really yeah, impressive. Yeah, I absolutely love them. And I keep going on about young Wrighton, mm. who uh, plays just in that uh, attacking midfield role. She's a left footer. Wow. She's exceptional. Graham, Graham got injured with her ankle uh, last match. So will she play the game? If she doesn't play the game, then that's such a, a, a massive blow for Norway and uh, Great for Australia, not that you want players to get injured, uh, but Utland up front and her loves them up, up front. I think Martin Shoshin has got this team firing together. They're really together and united. And we did touch on this, the quite, you know best player in the world, aside from Sam Kerr, is not playing for Norway. So, you know, we're all outraged she's not there. We'd love to see her there. We are over the moon she's not there now just because we don't want to face her um, come three days' time. Yeah, we'll take that now, that's for sure. Yeah, that's her loss. Exactly. That's a whole podcast in itself, isn't it? And I think a few people have gone down there. So Italy actually get three more days on the Matildas to prepare for that game. And going into the tournament, that was one of the uh, that was one of the arguments for why it was an advantage to top the group. Because in this tournament, you can't really predict who you're going to get. As you can see, the third place doesn't even know if it's going to be Germany or France at the moment. Um, but at least you knew you had the recovery. So that's going to be something that is a consequence of that first game. The, the, the Matildas now have to really rush through and, and make sure they're ready with the short turnaround. Yeah, that's why you can see the disappointment on the staff's face, especially when the game ended in full time and, and we couldn't get through, especially that we're carrying a few niggles with uh, Ellis Keller on night and, and Polks and whoever, whoever else we don't know about. So, um, yeah, you would have got six days recovery. Um, had you come first, now we only get three days and we have to travel to Nice, which is across the other side of the country. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a tricky turnaround for us. But I think, you know, come big matches like this, we saw it in Brazil where all the pressure's on, it's do or die. Australia absolutely steps up and I'll expect nothing less from these girls. And they, they should gain some confidence out of the goals they did score today, saying, hey, we could put four away. Yeah, we could have had a few more. Um, but we'll gain some confidence from that. And I think we will, you know, 
I think we can definitely win this game. Well, the countdown is on, and we'll be talking a lot more about it over the next few days. But as I said, clear your decks. Sunday, it's all about the Matildas, and it's all about the World Cup. And it is all about that for the rest of the week, too, as we find out who are the final teams in the round of 16. And the other teams that finish third will sit around waiting to find out whether they get that second bite at a cherry, and they get to go through to the round of 16. So everyone out there today, hope you enjoyed that podcast. Wall-to-wall coverage of the Matildas and the Women's World Cup for you here at Optus Sport. Heather, Amy, thanks for sticking around. Thanks, Dave. Go to the Matildas. And then as always, everyone out there, until the next podcast, enjoy your football. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.